Hi, I'm Karen, founder and skipper of Sporting Shiro's, an organization that helps women in sport raise their profile and develop great sponsorship packages. This is the Data Talks CDP Crash Course podcast. Data Talks makes it easy for sports organizations to sell more tickets and merchandise and negotiate sponsorship agreements of higher value. Our community, Women in Sport Beyond the Hashtag, is for everyone involved in women's sports space. And we'd love you to join us, whatever your sport, whatever your level, and whatever your role. Welcome to the September episode of my monthly guest host slot. And this month, I want to talk about safeguarding in sport and the importance of leading on this issue from the top. I'm going to start by quoting an extract from a report released by a UK sport this year. It says, in terms of behaviours, we heard evidence of a widespread culture of sexism and misogyny and unacceptable behaviour towards women in both the recreational and professional game. Women and women's teams are frequently demeaned, stereotyped and treated as second class. This included misogynistic and derogatory comments about women and girls and everyday sexism. On top of this, some describe being ostracized and ridiculed either for not participating in or for objecting to sexism directed towards female players and umpires or the women's game more generally. There was evidence of unwanted and uninvited advances from men towards women. Now, If you don't already know which report this comes from, you'd be forgiven for thinking it maybe has something to do with the incident between ex-Royal Spanish Football Federation President Rubiales and the player Hermoso, which has so sadly overshadowed the Spanish women's football team's historic World Cup victory. It isn't. It's actually taken from a report by the Independent Commission for Equity in Cricket in the UK, entitled Holding Up a Mirror to Cricket, And by the way, I would highly recommend any sporting leader or organisation read the executive summary at the very least. Football or cricket don't have the monopoly on areas such as misogyny, racism, sexism and a lack of diversity at the top table. It's a common pattern in many sports and month after month, year after year, reports of unacceptable behaviours are reported in the press, the media and on social platforms. So what are we gonna do about it, folks? I firmly believe that behaviors, values, and culture start at the top of any organization, in sport or beyond. So that's where we should start. Our boards and leadership teams need to get their own houses in order first by taking a good hard look at who is included, how they got there, and the conduct of each person sitting around that table. The board itself, while it sets standards, objectives, and operational procedures for its organization, should ensure internal communications in the board are second to none, that unacceptable behavior is called out and dealt with, and appropriate training and safeguarding are provided. Safeguarding against poor and abusive behaviors is relevant for all levels of an organization, So how do we ensure it is accessible, fair, and it makes a difference? Here are some ideas. 
First and foremost, I believe that an external organisation should be available for complaints around safeguarding issues. As anyone who has experienced an abuse of power knows, it is almost impossible to report the person within the organisation itself. By its very nature, the abuse is invariably carried out by someone who already has an authoritative voice, and the odds of being gaslighted are in that person's favour. Those complaints that make it through to formal procedure may also well be just the tip of the iceberg, and we have seen this time and time again. But as soon as one or two people raise their heads above the parapet, it gives others the courage to come forward as well. A professionalised complaints procedure must be established that is visible, makes it easy for complainants to lodge their complaint in writing, in person, remotely or on a call, and which has a timely and efficient escalation procedure where required. There must be support not only for victims, but also for witnesses who are prepared to come forward in support of the plaintiff. And of course, for the person who has the complaint made against them whilst an investigation is carried out. This is the trickiest part. All parties must have a fair hearing. Outcomes are the most important part of the process. What happens next? How are the parties involved able to move forwards? And what can you put in place to try to avoid bad behaviours in the future? And yes, you may well need to revise your recruitment and training in the process. You may find your leadership teams and also your coaches require some professional coaching or mentoring to help them support their teams if these scenarios present themselves and ideally before they do. Finally, do you have budget set aside to allocate to resourcing the above? No one likes to think the organisation they are a part of is racist, sexist or anything elseist. But if these behaviours do arise, you cannot hide your head in the sand or flatly deny they exist. If they do, here's the brutal truth. You are paying lip service and it will come back to bite you. It only takes one bad apple to taint the whole. What we are aiming for is an entity that adds up to something far greater than the sum of its parts. As scandal after scandal and report after report emerges, you can make the change in your organisation. Don't be the rabbit caught in the headlights when something goes wrong. Be the trailblazer, proactive and with a process that is effective, has been well communicated throughout your business right down to grassroots level and which demonstrates your commitment to supporting your people. I'll leave you with one of my favourite quotes from Michelle Obama. You may not always have a comfortable life and you will not always be able to solve all of the world's problems at once. but don't ever underestimate the importance you can have because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. So that's a wrap for this month. I'm Karen, the founder and skipper of Sporting Sheroes, guest hosting this podcast for Data Talks. Come and connect with me and the awesome Data Talks team on social media and don't forget to join our fantastic community, Women in Sport, beyond the hashtag. All the links are in the episode description. 